Hello there, welcome again to another episode of Laugh Out Loud, a literature and film podcast with myself, Paulo Pagdikan. Today we'll be looking at the final third and ending of Richard Wagamese's Indian Horse, along with Stephen S. Campanelli's 2017 film adaptation. In Wagamese's novel, Saul ends up returning to Manitowash after his journey of self-reflection, uh, reconnecting with the Kellys, the older Moose, and a future as a hockey coach. In Campanelli's film adaptation, Saul's return to Manitowage is met with open arms as the film ends with intertitles and testimonials on the indigenous experience. While both works differ on the focus of Indian Horse's ending, uh, each works for the respective medium they are on and for the message that they are trying to get across. We talked about in class about verisimilitude and how Richard Wagamese drew inspiration from real survivors' accounts and amalgamated them into Salt Indian Horse's story. Through this, and with the added benefit that as a novel, readers are able to glimpse more into the mind of the protagonist slash narrator, in this case Saul. Saul's journey is more of a personal one. We felt the same sense of loss when Saul lost his grandma Naomi, still shielding him even as the warmth left her body. We felt the sense of pride Saul felt as he furthered his hockey skills. And we felt the same betrayal he felt when Father Labutier's horrid actions are, were revealed. Saul Indian Horse's journey to reclaim himself was an inspiring call showing from an indigenous perspective that no matter what you have gone through, the power of self-reclamation and self-acceptance is important to have a better future. In doing so, Saul wants, Saul's want to coach the younger players shows his willingness to guide the next generation to a better tomorrow, and his comfortability and determination to not let the things that happen to him happen to the younger players. With Campanelli's adaptation, the movie ends with Saul's return to Manitowash as he is welcomed with open arms, as intertitles fade in reflecting the recent state of indigenous peoples and the schools, along with uh, voiceovers of survivors' testimonials and the plea to keep the conversation going to bring about a better change for tomorrow. As a film, this takes advantage of all the mediums it has access to, uh, from the intertitle cards to the survivors' own voices telling their experiences, adding that much more of an impact to uh, their own words. Uh, this works as a broader range and focuses on a community reclaiming themselves. Saul's warm welcome shows that he is not too far gone and allows them to heal as one community. Uh, the testimonials in the film mention how some of them don't even know how to speak their mother tongues anymore and how the conversation of what the indigenous peoples have had to go through must continue onward. It then ends with the testifiers saying their names along with Saul Indian Horse at the end and stating that this is their story. In doing so, they are re reclaiming themselves as a community, with Salt Indian Horse as a sort of conduit in the film. Each ending focuses on a different aspect of reclamation to each of their own respective strengths as a medium. 
With a novel, it is an intimate one, and with a film, it is as a community both equally important in order to have truth and reconciliation as a country going forward. So that concludes our discussions on Richard Wagamese's Indian Horse, along with Stephen Campanelli's film a- adaptation. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Laugh Out Loud, a literature and a film podcast with myself, Paulo Pactican. Uh, we'll close out to the continued sound of Mild High Club's Skip Trace.